The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey there, folks, and welcome, welcome one, welcome all. Yes, it is the Mexican not afraid to be American. And I'm not afraid to call myself an American, too, so take that. Um, it is great to be here back in this seat. Uh, I know many of you don't know it because we're so good at what we do here at America's Web Radio, but I was actually not in the studio the last couple of weeks, so you heard those shows. Let's just say they weren't done from these studios. <laughs> so, uh, But I'm glad to be back, but I had a... Had an interesting time. I got to go up to Ocean City, Maryland. And let me tell you, folks, Ocean City, Maryland, to my amazement, uh, they were not doing the mask. Or uh, You you would have thought, Corona? Corona what? COVID? COVID what? And I figured out while I was there that this is the playground of the left. Uh, when you look at Ocean City, Maryland and some areas around Ocean City, Maryland, now, now granted, it is in a part of Maryland that is clearly, clearly, I guess like any other state, you get out of the cities enough and, and you find conservatives or you find where all the conservatives gather. And, and I kind of noticed that. Uh, but when you get to Ocean City and, and you, you, you the, the beauty of the water and, and some of the houses there and, and there's some areas close by where where I know that's where that's where Washington plays. And and, um, and it dawned on me that and I reminded myself, too, and, it, and this just backed up what my initial thoughts what my gut reaction is with the the elitists that are in washington they live in a bubble Um, they want you to bear the burdens of which they are not willing to burden themselves and i keep telling you guys this i say it all the time on this show um I don't care if they're Democrats or if they're a Republican establishment, but let's face it, most of them are Democrats. And and that town in Washington is run by Democrats. And they are caught time after time after time. How many Democrat elitist officials have been caught doing the opposite of what they're forcing you to do, what they want you to do? They don't want you to fly around on planes, but they do. They don't want you driving big, fat SUVs, but they do. And let's face it, they're not driving anything. They're being driven in convoys of SUVs. They don't want you to have more than one itty-bitty tiny electric piece of crap in your driveway while they tour around in gas-guzzling convoys of SUVs. But you see, folks, it's these rules and these burdens must be felt by you and followed by you, not by them. And it really is, it's there for everyone to see if you open your eyes, but if you get a chance to travel like I do, and uh, you get up to uh, Ocean City, Maryland, like I was two weeks ago, you can see they weren't forcing any of the BS that I see even in Georgia trying to force. You know, in Georgia and Tennessee and uh, Texas and some other places, you get these outlying towns where there might be Democrats running the city councils and they're trying to force this mask wearing and all this other crap. And then I get to Ocean City, Maryland, where it's the playground of the left and they're not enforcing any of it. And it is because the elitist do not and will not confide to the rules and the burdens they want the rest of you, you peasants, to to have to endure. 
and and it was on clear display. So so I just found that interesting, and I thought I would share it with you. And then last week I was in Tennessee, and uh, man, I every time I go to Tennessee, I want to move there. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to eventually build a house and build a studio so I can do the on point uh, on point with Victor show from uh, from Tennessee. Every time I go there, folks, I just want to move there. It's just absolutely fantastic state. Um, and, and and look, don't get me wrong, I love Georgia. Uh, but Georgia, you know, Atlanta is becoming the Chicago of the South, and uh, <clears throat> there are things happening in Georgia, and I, I, I just, I don't know how much longer I can stay here, <laughs> but, no, I joke, I, I love it here, I love it here, but, uh, but you know what, if we, if we ever make a big, the mistake of electing a Democrat governor or some of these other establishment kind of elitist politicians, then I'm out of here. <laughs> we don't have enough killings to keep up with Chicago. Oh, good point. You know, that's true. And sadly enough, Atlanta's trying. They're trying their best. It's not from a lack of effort. Uh, <laughs> just ask the uh, the residents of Buckhead. But, uh, but no, it, it, you know, I love George. I really do. George is in my heart. And uh, I hope, I hope, I hope that, uh, that some conservatives, conservatives and libertarian can get their messages out there and, and, and we can uh, take back the Senate seats and, 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 and move forward. And Georgia needs to get rid of the income tax. You know, one thing about Tennessee is they don't have a state income tax. And Georgia sitting here with a bunch of establishment Republicans. And look, let me let me be clear on what needs to happen in the state of Georgia, because right now and I'm going to I shouldn't even get off on this tangent because I've got so much to get to today. But um, but while I'm mentioning Georgia, let's look at what's going on in Georgia right now. The establishment Republicans in Georgia, they run this state and the establishment Republicans need to get thrown out just as fast as the Democrats do. And in fact, we've got a leader of the House here in Georgia who is actively trying to change districts to knock out conservative uh, representatives, not to knock out Democrat representatives. Understand what I'm telling you, and you can look this up for yourself. And and I know, David, you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but that is David Ralston, who you've probably heard of, who, who is here in Georgia, who runs the House, is um, – Trying to make it to where it's very difficult for conservatives or or independent, freedom-loving, uh, liberty-loving Republicans to get elected. He's making it hard for them. He wants to make it harder. He actually wants to kick out some of these conservative, freedom-loving, liberty-loving Republicans. He wants them out of the Georgia House. Uh, in fact, the way he's going... It's it's as if he wants the Democrats to take control that that won't bother him at all as long as he's still there and he still gets to play around with his political power and and uh, but anyway I I I'm not going to go too much under that but 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 that's what you've got to be aware of and this is my problem with Georgia and why every time I go to Tennessee it just makes me want to move um, because we have a GOP in Georgia that is run by establishment uh, let's just say the establishment old guard. And uh, and they're they're doing harm to this state. Not as much as the Democrats are trying to do, but they are doing harm. So we we really need to pull together and 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 really choose our candidates wisely. So and look, folks, if you're out there trying to figure out what candidate to support, we'll put them through the test, the Constitution test, the liberty loving test, the freedom loving test. If they can't, if a candidate can't stand in front of you and tell you they love this country, if a candidate can't tell you that the United States is the greatest place on earth, if a candidate can't tell you that freedom is great, if a candidate can't tell you that liberty is great and that they're willing to fight for it, then they don't need to be a candidate that you support. So it's as simple as that, folks. It's as simple as that. And then, you know, we can break down the, the let's call it the pocketbook issues, uh, lower taxes, getting rid of the income tax, smaller government, cutting programs, cutting spending, you know, things that will actually help all people. Um, 
and bring down inflation. You know, we could go through a whole list of things, securing the border. I mean, it's, it's very simple, very simple for, for you to figure out who you should support and who you shouldn't support. So, okay, I'm going to end it there. So <laughs> I'm going to get back to what I intended to talk about today, which we have a lot to get to today. So, folks, again, welcome to the show. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, and this is America's Web Radio. So, look, you know, before I get rolling, can you believe next week? I believe, David, is next week Thanksgiving. I believe next week is Thanksgiving. How? That it is. <laughs> I mean, how fast this year goes by and how fast it's going by. So, so look, folks, take time now this week to start planning how you enjoy the, the next few weeks. Because before you know it, it will be January 1st, 2022. And you're going to have a whole bunch of mess hitting you next year. So right now, here we are, a week before Thanksgiving. Please take some time. Look at some things you can do with your family and enjoy that family time and enjoy this time of the year. Look, I love Christmas. It's it's probably my favorite time of the year because I love Christmas lights. I love what Christmas stands for. I love uh, everything about it. And and there are and if you're living in and well, let's just use Georgia an example as an example or Tennessee as an example. Uh, if you're living in those states, you can go to the Blue Ridge Mountains and see the one of the most beautiful Christmas towns you'll ever see. There's a Blue Ridge Christmas train that you can go ride, and it's un- your kids would love it if you've got kids, but if you're old like me, and and um, it's still fun. <laughs> and uh, you, Helen, Georgia, in fact, David, Helen, Georgia just got voted the number one Christmas town in the United States. So that that's great for Georgia. So if you're here, utilize being close to these places and go and enjoy the Christmas lights. Go to Callaway Gardens, Lake Lanier Islands. There's so many things. Stone Mountain. Folks, there's a Christmas train, and I do this with my family every year. Uh, you get on the Christmas train. They take the train around the mountain, and you sing Christmas songs and look at Christmas lights while it goes around the mountain. And, and it's just great. So so we're in the midst of some some pretty bad things. Inflation. Everything's costing you more. Um, we can't get supplies in. We can't close a border. Um, they're trying to convict a poor kid who was uh, protecting himself from goons, and I'll get into that later. So we have all these issues that are going to be issues that we're going to deal with next year, and we've got to deal with now, of course. But take the time to enjoy the season. If you don't take time to enjoy life, it's going to pass you by. Take that from someone who is a, knock on wood right now, a cancer survivor. Uh, you will look at life different, and trust me when I tell you, grab life while you can and enjoy it. So, all right, so now let me get to some of the issues that I want to get to. Uh, first, let me start with some breaking news. Uh, now, this, I bet you, I'll bet you 99% of you have not heard this news, but this is this is breaking news. It's, it's, it's shattering, really. It, it, this is along the lines of what happened in Virginia a couple of weeks ago, uh, because this is a sign of what's coming, just more signs of what's coming. But the breaking news I have for you right now, it's great news for the conserva- conservative movement going into 2022. But it's absolutely horror news for the Democrats heading into 2022. So have you heard of Ryan Gullion? Ryan Gullion. You probably have never heard of this guy. Uh, but let me tell you something. You're going to hear about him. Uh, now, the, the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the uh, ABC, CBSs, and all of the, all of the lamestream media, they're going to try and hide this story from you. But get to know this name, Ryan Gullion. Ryan Gullion is a uh, from the city of Rio Grande, Texas, and he is a Democrat state representative 
from the great state of Texas. So he represents the Rio Grande City area uh, of Texas. So a Democrat, a sitting Democrat, I believe elected, my goodness, 16 times. He was the youngest Hispanic, mind you. He's a Hispanic brethren of mine, I believe of Mexican descent, like I am. Um, I, I want to say this guy's been elected, man, I think he's been in the state house for 16 or so years. He was the youngest Hispanic, uh, maybe just youngest person to be elected to the state house of, of Texas. When he was elected, he was 24 years old, but he was elected as a Democrat, and he's been a Democrat for years and years and years. Well, yesterday, he switched to the Republican Party. So that's earth-shattering, folks. It's earth- When you look at South Texas, now this is an area – now don't sit there and say, oh, Victor, it's Texas. Of course he's going to switch to a Republican. No, this guy has been a, a, a Democrat since he was elected, and that was probably 16 or 17 years ago, and he's been a Democrat. He won just recently the last election. I believe he won by 13 or more points as a Democrat. That part of Texas has been pretty strong Democrat until now. And 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 he is seeing what's going on, and and uh, he has switched parties as of yesterday. And this is the kind of thing that you're going to start seeing as you head to 2022. The bloodbath. I've talked about this, but the bloodbath is coming for the Democrats. So unless, look again, I, I I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Do not do not underestimate the Republican, the establishment Republicans' ability to lose. When they should be winning, because it's possible, and they've done it before. But right now, everything, all the data, all the polling, everything is showing trends, including that Washington, uh, the Washington Times or the Washington Post. One of them had a poll out yesterday that had uh, the generic. Now, look, they do a poll every couple of years. They do a poll called the generic poll, and they ask if the elections were held today, would you vote for a Democrat or would you vote for a Republican? And when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you what that poll said because it's a first. All right, folks, we will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
And welcome back, folks. Welcome back. So, the generic ballot. Now, folks, for, for years and years and years, the Republicans did dances when the generic ballot poll came back and said that the Republicans were up by one or by two. Uh, in fact, in 2010, I believe – now, folks, I don't quote me on this because I, I, I should know this, but I don't remember – but I think the Republicans were barely leading the generic ballot, and and there was and you saw the wipeout in 2010. The Republicans won bigger than they've won in decades. Um, that generic ballot that the, the Washington or Washington Post put out uh, and conducted this poll they conducted right now has the Republicans up ten points. I don't think there's been a time in history where the Republican generic ballot was up 10 points over the Democrats. And basically what that means is they went out and they asked a whole bunch of voters, if you voted today, would you vote Democrat or would you vote Republican? And normally, ladies and gentlemen, normally it's always Democrats by one, two, three, or four. Um, never is it Republicans by 10, uh, five, let alone 10. Uh, but the poll is showing Republicans up by 10. Now, you can believe the poll or not. And look, honestly, there, there, there's no names there. So you really have to put perspective to this poll. So even if you don't think that, that truly the American people by 10 points are going to vote for Republicans over Democrats, even if it's not true, and it may not be true, this could be an outlier poll, it is showing the trend. Everything, you know... If you're smart and you and you want to use polling in your data, you don't take what the poll shows. You you take an average of polls, you study the polls, and you look at the trends. Because polling can be wrong. It's notoriously wrong. But if you understand it and study the polling, polling does usually divulge trends. And the trend is showing a huge move to the Republican Party. And let me tell you why the Democrats are in utter panic. They're not in utter panic now just because of Virginia. They're not in utter, pa utter panic just because a, a truck driver beat the strongest, pow most powerful Democrat in New Jersey a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're not just panicked over that. And they're not just panicked because a generic poll came out and said that the Republicans are 10 points ahead. What they are terrified about is the fact that the movement that we're seeing, the trends that we're seeing right now of people moving to the Republican Party is the Hispanic population. The Hispanics are starting to, in big numbers to move to the Republican Party. And and if you really divulge into it, you'll see uh, black folks, black people are starting to move to the Republican Party. So you've got... Um, brown folks and black folks out there who are going, you know what? I'm tired of being lectured by the Democrat Party. I'm tired of being uh, used by the Democrat Party. And a lot of this are the parents who have seen what the uh, Democrats are doing in our schools and, and what they're trying to teach kids and, and what they're not teaching kids. That's spawning a lot of this. But also the woke crowd, the wokeness, all this this movement to try and convince people that Men can go to women's bathroom. A man can put on a skirt and say he identifies as a woman and go into a, a woman's bathroom. Teenage boys can go into teenage girls' bathrooms. This is a problem for certain cultures. Um, and it just, and Hispanics, I, I, I'm sorry, you're not going to convince Hispanics on the whole that you should allow men to go into women's bathrooms just because that man feels like a woman that day. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of being a broad, doing, using a broad brush here, but, but, you get the point, and I'm telling you, that's where this some of this is coming from. Now, I've been preaching for years on this radio show, 
as an Hispanic myself, and 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 look here. Here's the other thing. Democrats are losing touch with Hispanics because they want to group all Hispanics as Hispanics. But there are Mexicans, there are Colombians, there are Peruvians, there are uh, Panamanians, there are Cubans. There, I mean, we are not one. <laughs> we come from many different Hispanic countries. Spanish, I mean, the many Venezuelan, you name it. And what the Democrats uh, don't understand is, is they want to put everybody in. They want to make you brown. You're all brown. So we don't care where you're from. You're just brown. And you're going to vote and do what we tell you. That's how the Democrat elitists look at you. So if you're a fellow Hispanic friend of mine or brethren of mine, um, no matter where you're from, but you've got the Hispanic background, I've been telling you for years that the Democrats are taking advantage of you. And if you're if you're a black friend of mine or a black listener or, or you're out there and you're a black voter and you haven't left the Democrat Party yet, they're taking advantage of you. And I'm not and, – and look, I've said this. You've heard me say this before. I am not telling you to go run and jump in the lap of a Republican or jump in the laps of the Republican because the establishment Republicans, uh, some of them are just as bad. But what I'm telling you is you can't continue to vote for a letter D and expect things to change when things continue to get worse. So you do have to take pride in your vote, throw out some D's, throw out some R's, and suddenly you will see the politician take understanding of you, and they will pay attention to you, the voter. Right now, they don't. Right now, the Democrat Party and the elitist in Washington look at every Hispanic out there, no matter where you're from, no matter where we are from, and they want to just say, you're brown. You're brown, so you're going to vote this way. You're brown, so you're going to vote for the letter D, and that's pretty messed up. So now we're seeing a shift. We're seeing a shift where these Hispanics are shifting to the Republican Party, and this is absolutely terrifying the Democrats. And you know what? It's not terrifying the Democrats because they're they're you know these Democrats in Washington and all around the country aren't going to stop and look and go, gosh, maybe we should reassess. Maybe we're pushing too much. Maybe we're going too far to the left. Maybe we're, we're embracing progressivism too much. Maybe we're embracing socialism because let me tell you something. There are a ton of my brethren Hispanics who, whether they're from Mexico, whether they're from Colombia, whether they're from Cuba, whether they're from Venezuela, whether they're from uh, Bolivia, whether they're from um, you name it, I could name more. Uh, they, these people, we people, we know socialism. We've seen it. And when the Democrat Party in this country continues to move to the, to the socialism side of the aisle, they're pushing Hispanics away. And now finally, uh, some, many, many Hispanics are waking up. So, so this is, this is something to look out for in 2022. But, but I bring that up because of what this Ryan Gullion, uh, who used to be up until yesterday was a Democrat all his life and told he had to be a Democrat. Texas state representative from a Democrat area part of Texas has switched to the Republican Party. And there's a reason. So let me read to you. Let me read to you. You know, I don't do this often. I don't read much on radio. But let me read to you what what Ryan Goulian said yesterday. Friends, something is happening in South Texas, and many of us are waking up to the fact that the values of those in Washington, D.C. are not our values, not the values of most Texans. Goulian went on to say, the ideology of defunding the police and destroying the oil and gas industry and the chaos at our border is disastrous for those of us who live here in South Texas. Now remember, this is a part of South Texas, the Rio Grande City, that has been Democrat and has voted Democrat, that is now shifting 
and voting Republican. They, they, they turned away from Biden in 2020, and they actually voted for Trump. And now Gullion, who was a Democrat representative of that area, has switched to the Republican Party, and he sees what's happening. And, and other Hispanics are, are doing the same. They're letting their frustrations be known by letting go of the letter D and moving over and voting for the Republican candidates. And you know what? If the Republican candidate fails them, then they should throw them out too because you should never, ever allow a politician to have a, a, a monopoly on your vote. Folks, let me tell you something. You will be liberated if you would start throwing out some of these career politicians. I, I kid you not. And there is nothing wrong. This country was built on the, on the foundation of you sending different people to Washington and you taking people out of Washington whether they're D's or R's. So, I mean, folks, look, Patrick Leahy, senator from Vermont, just announced, I mean, this man, I, I mean, he's 80-something, I think, years old, or uh, I don't know, but he just announced he's going to retire. You know, he really has no business being senator now anyway. He should have retired long ago. But thank goodness he's going to retire. But let this be an example. The people of Vermont should have thrown him out years ago. He shouldn't be there now, but he would die on that floor if he weren't retiring. So, all right, folks, we got to take another break. Uh, we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, 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 Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
And we're back, folks. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm getting messages now from from some of my Hispanic listeners, and I, and I want to point out, uh, I got an awesome listener who who listens every week. Um, I think he's probably heard every show I've done, <laughs> and I cannot thank all the listeners enough from the bottom of my heart. But I've got a listener, I believe, from Duluth, Georgia, and you know, he was born in Mexico. And uh, he lives and is a United States citizen now, lives in the United States and loves the United States. And he pointed out, sent me a message, and he said, you know, no one's going to put me in a box. And that is what my message is. Uh, it's so eloquently put from my listener in Duluth, Georgia, uh, who was born in Mexico, brought to this country, came to this country, became a United States citizen or and, and, and just embraces the freedom and liberty that you can't get anywhere but the United States. And refuses to allow anyone to put him in a box. And that is the message, folks. Do not let, especially politicians, put you in a box because of your skin color. You know, the very party out there that likes to accuse the other party of being racist for everything. And I'm talking about the Democrats. The Democrat Party, everything is racist, racist, racist. If you don't agree with them, you're racist, racist, racist. That party makes every decision based on your skin color. So who who are the prejudiced party or, or or racist party? You know, I hate throwing around the word racism because it's it's such a bastardized word now. Um, I guarantee you, most people, if you ask them to define racism, can't do it. Um, but you we've got a party here that screams racism every, around every corner, and that party that screams racism and accuses everyone that disagrees with them of being racist. That party judges you the voter because you're brown because you're black because you're yellow or whatever color you are they judge you based on your skin color that's pretty messed up folks that's enough reason right there to throw these democrats out on their heads because they want to put you in a box you're in a black box you're in a brown box box a yellow box or the evil white box and my goodness you don't want to end up in the evil white box <laughs> i mean i this is the way politicians look at us at look at we the people and we aren't just black skinned people or brown skinned people or yellow skinned people we are americans we are the biggest melting pot country on the planet we are great because we can be of all backgrounds, but stand together as an American. We can stand together as United States citizens and embrace freedom and liberty. You know, freedom and liberty isn't just for white folks or any skin color. It's for Americans. It's for the United States citizen. The Constitution doesn't start with those who have this skin color shall have these God-given rights. That's not in the Constitution. The Constitution states that all citizens of the United States shall be granted the, 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 the God-given rights that the Constitution spells out. Skin color has nothing to do with it. But we have a political party that can't do anything without first identifying the skin color that you have. And that's the Democrat Party. And folks, I, I'm telling you. If you've been raised as I have, as my cousins and family and here in the U.S., we've been told all our lives to, to vote Democrat just because of our backgrounds. And I am telling you, you want to feel liberated. You want to feel some, some God's honest power, some soul power. Then you start throwing out some of these politicians that you've been voting for year after year after year after year. Bring in new blood. 
bring in the other party. If you have been a sycophant for the Democrat Party, leave them. If you want them to really care about what you think, then throw them out of office and let them know that you as a voter will not vote blindly for a letter just because of the color of your skin. I, I, I trust me when I tell you folks, if you want to feel liberated and you want to feel that power, oh man, start throwing some of these bozos out. They, they will never see it coming. <laughs> Just like the Democrats of today cannot for the life of them see what's coming in 2022. It's right there for them to see. And they've got plenty of time to change it, but they won't. Because the Democrat Party of today is not going to let go of socialism. They're not going to let, let go of wokeism. They don't want to let go of progressivism. And they, they look at you with contempt. They look at the voter with contempt. And if you dare challenge them, then they, even, they really, really hate you. But the, the power elite that is in Washington, trust me, folks, they look down on you. They don't want to break bread. Obama's not building twelve million dollar mansions in in Harlem or 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 in Hyde Park in Chicago. <laughs> no, he's building. He's in Martha's Vineyard. You you don't get much whiter than that. I I just look, folks. I you've heard me say it before, so I won't go go on that diatribe again. But I'm telling you, take your voting power back. Do not be a, sy- a sycophant for the letter D. Because that letter D ain't doing squat for you. <laughs> Let me look. We have rampant inflation right now. We've had the highest increase of inflation that we've seen since the late 70s. We've got uh, gas prices that are going through the roof. Folks, a year ago, we were paying $1.80 for gas. Now you're getting upwards of $4 a gallon for gas. Do you think... That hurts the elitist politician. Do you think the elitist Democrat is hurt by rising inflation and rising food prices and rising gas prices? They are not. You, the sycophant out there who have been voting for these bozos year after year after year because you think your skin color dictates the way you vote. You've been voting for these people. You are the ones that are being hurt by gas prices. You are the ones that are being hurt by the food prices and by the inflation. When you go to the store and you can't find things on the shelves, it's hurting you. The, the, the weakest among us or the poorest among us in this country are being hurt the most by these Democrat policies that are causing inflation to go up, that are causing gas prices to go up. Not the Democrat elitist. Folks, there's not one person in Washington. In, in that playground that I was at two weeks ago in Maryland, and when you look around the, the upper part of Virginia and you look around the D.C. area, none of those people ever feel the burdens that you're feeling right now. They don't see inflation. They don't see gas prices. Most of these bureaucrats around Maryland and all these places up there where the, where the bureaucrats play, they don't fill up their own tanks. And it doesn't matter if they do fill up their own tanks because $5 gas doesn't hurt them because you, the taxpayer, are paying for that. They all have government budgets. They all have uh, government credit cards, and they can pay $5 for gas. They can pay $8 for gas because it's not coming out of their pocket. It's coming out of your pocket, and they can go and they can go find and order online steaks because they're not going to be without, and they don't care how much it costs. They don't care that, that a 
nice, nice, huge cut of filet mignon will cost you 200 bucks if you go to Costco. They don't care because they don't – that money's not coming out of their pocket. It's coming out of yours. So understand these bureaucrats and Democrats that you elect over and year after year after year are not feeling inflation. They're not feeling the high gas prices. They're not feeling the pain at the pump or the pain in the grocery stores because they have taxpayer-funded credit cards that buy all this stuff for them. But you, you in little town Georgia or Tennessee or anywhere else around the country, you, when you pull up to the gas pump, that money's coming out of your pocket. You're feeling that, and it's hurting you. There are lots of families who live at that poverty level or low-income families or or middle-income families who are feeling the pinch right now because their wages aren't going up. And don't give me this crap that uh, Biden said wages are going up. No, they're not. No, they're not. But what is going up is inflation. And when inflation goes up, your wage or your money or your earnings, they lose value, folks. And so that's what's happening. So even if you got a little wage tick up, if you're one of the ones that rejoined the workforce and you're getting 20 bucks an hour now at McDonald's, <laughs> that $20 isn't $20 because the inflation has gone up so much, it's devaluing those dollars. So $20 today isn't like getting $20 last year. So trust me, the, the people getting hurt the most are the people that the Democrats pretend to care about. But they will willingly hurt you because they think you're dependent on them and going to vote for them for year after year after year blindly. And that's, my friends, is what's got to stop. So, all right, let me move on a little bit now to what is going on with Guatemala Harris. Why is Kamala so pissed off? And, folks, let me tell you, Kamala Harris is pissed off. And and you're going to hear more about this. I mean, even CNN did a report yesterday uh, or Sunday night on uh, – on the the anger that's coming out of Kamala Harris, the, the that that she's pretty pissed off, and it's funny. The only reason CNN and look, make no mistake, the only reason they're they're doing this story uh, is because they're taking Kamala's side, not Biden's side. And and trust me, they are going to choose a side. I told you guys months ago, months and months and months ago, I told you that the battle that's going to erupt, the big battle is going to be the Jill Biden and the Bidens and, and, and his people versus Kamala Harris. And uh, I, I thought that it would take really uh, – it would be – would get to next year before this battle really erupted uh, because Kamala Harris wants to be the incumbent to 2024. And and look, I, I'm going to have to to, to – uh, how do I say this? You know, all of a sudden the Spanish is coming to my head um, – Okay, <laughs> English. I got it. The 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 what Kamala? What I told you about? I made a prediction. That's the word I'm looking for. I made a prediction about Kamala Harris and what Biden and what the Bidens would do. I made this prediction months and months ago, where I said that they would want eventually to to let Biden step aside and let Kamala come in, so she could be the incumbent to 2024. Well, I had to. I'm changing that prediction, and I believe I said it last week on last week's show that um, Kamala Harris is. People are seeing how incompetent she is. Look, the Bidens knew how incompetent she was. They thought they could hide it, and they haven't been able to hide it. And now the American people are seeing how incompetent Kamala is, and her approval ratings are even lower than Biden's. Biden's approval ratings are in the 30s. Kamala's are in the 20s. Well, that doesn't bode well for an incumbent. 
So now I don't think the Bidens are going to try and give way and let Kamala come in. Uh, they're going to prop up Joe, Dementia Joe. They're going to prop him up straight through all the way to 2024. And, and look, Joe Biden's not running again. There's and, and if you don't believe me, just start paying attention to what's leaking out of the White House. There are hints coming out of the White House, and pretty soon they're not going to make any bones about it. Joe Biden is not going to run again for president. He can't. And they can't prop him up enough. He's he's declining pretty rapidly. They won't be able to skate him by again for another campaign. So he is not going to run in 2024, mark my words. Um, and I thought before, you know, months ago, I told you on this show that they would give way and they would let Kamala come in and maybe finish 2023 and go in as the incumbent. But that's not going to happen because Kamala Harris is incompetent. And her numbers are so low that I, I think now there will prop Biden up straight to 2024 and there's going to be an open primary for the Democrat ticket. Now, Kamala wants to be the one that everybody gets behind, but they're not going to get behind her. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if if when Stephen Breyer and look, Stephen Breyer, Justice Breyer on the Supreme Court is getting up there in age. He's really, really up there in age. I wouldn't be surprised to see him re- re- retire in the next uh, year or so and have Biden appoint Kamala Harris to the Supreme Court. You, you might be laughing at this, but I'm telling you, folks. Don't be surprised if you see Joe Biden nominate Kamala Harris to the Supreme Court to get her out of the way in a, in a nice way. To, and that's a nice way to do it. And then don't be surprised if you see them try to pull uh, butt judge. Oh, gosh. Bad, bad host. Bad host. Uh, Pete Buttigieg. Don't be surprised if you see them bring Buttigieg over. Buttigieg over. To be the the new VP to run out into 2024, and then Judge would be the the in facto candidate for 2024. I'm telling you, don't be surprised. And, and I and I really think I'm right because when you look at how angry Kamala is getting. Now I say that because of the things leaking out of Kamala Harris from her team. You know, she's got a, the the office of the vice president and all that mess and. Uh, and and her look it, the same thing happened when she was attorney general the same thing happened when she was senator her office was always in chaos there were always people that were leaving the Kamala Harris team saying they were treated very badly that Kamala treats them badly that the other work their coworkers treat them badly uh, all of this is known and it happened when she was attorney general look folks Kamala Harris was only in the senate for a couple of years she was attorney general and and she got there because she was Willie Brown's chew toy and then she got to the Senate, and then she decided that, man, I made it all the way to the Senate. I'm going to run for president. I mean, she's only a one-term senator, and I don't. And and like she didn't even do the whole term. So basically, her ego is telling her to do things that her, let's just say, her experience isn't isn't warranting. Um, so so here now we have Vice President Harris, and look, this is what ha- folks look. I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. This is the kind of stuff that happens when you make a choice based on skin color instead of based on character or 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 you you don't make a choice based on someone's experiences you make a choice based on their gender. This is what happens. Everybody knows that Kamala Harris was chosen by Joe Biden's team because of her color and because of her gender. This woman I'm sorry, is incompetent, and she shows it every day. Um, 
And now, and this is rich. This is just cracking me up. Look, you remember, folks, you can go back to the debates in, um, in 2020 and, uh, 20, maybe, maybe started in 2019, but definitely in 2020, the debates. Um, when Kamala was accusing Joe Biden of being a racist, you know, Kamala had to get on that bus and, and be bussed over to some school and Biden didn't want the buses. Um, look, I, I'm on Kamala's side on that issue, actually, but, uh, but just, just you know, let me. I won't get off on other tyrants, and let me stay focused. <laughs> so, um, but remember, remember, it was just a year or so ago when she was calling Joe Biden a racist on stage on the debate stage. Well, now this is just rich because now the Kamala team is once again injecting race and accusing Biden and Biden team of being racist and oh trust me folks this is coming this is coming because now and and, and Joe Biden's a womanizer uh, or or well I can't well let's just say he's not good to women now because what Kamala's team is coming out what they're saying what's leaking out of the Kamala team a Kamala office is that Joe Biden's team, the Biden administration, ran out to protect a gay white man, but wouldn't run to protect Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris failed at the border. Did you see, just the other day, Kamala Harris was asked about inflation. She looked like a deer in headlights. She doesn't know, I don't even know if she knows what inflation is. But she gave an, an incoherent answer that could only be rivaled by Joe Biden himself. And and so um, so when I tell you she's in over her head, I am not making it up. She's in over her head. She is incompetent. Uh, she shouldn't be where she is, but she was there because of her gender and her race, her color. So so now because if you remember, Pete Buttig- Buttigieg uh, took off two months or more or so, and no one missed him. And then when, when people figured out, hey, wait a minute, where, where's Pete Buttigieg been? What do you mean he's been on maternity leave? What, what do you mean he hasn't been? We're in the middle of a supply chain crisis, and this dude took two months off to go work on a book. Um, and the Biden administration came out, and they defended Pete Buttigieg. They defended him, defended him, defended him. Well, this has pissed off Guatemala Harris. <laughs> Kamala Harris is mad. And now her, her office is leaking out and accusing the Biden team of being for a, a white gay guy, but not being for the black woman. And so she's injecting race again. She's once again accusing Biden of being racist. So folks, this, it just, you can't make this stuff up. It really is funny to watch. So, all right, we're going to take another break here. When we come back, I'll get into a little bit more. So don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. 
If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Hey, folks, and remember this. You want some of your privacy back. When you do an Internet search and you're using browsers, use DuckDuckGo. Uh, duck, duck, go. Um, they, they're not going to follow you. They don't care what you're searching for. So just uh, take take my word for it. Take it from me. Uh, start making duck, duck, go your go-to browser, so so the uh, left can and other tech companies can stop following you. <laughs> so uh, it's as simple as that. But um, all right, folks. So <laughs> let me. So let, the moral of the story here, and what I'm talking about, Kamala Harris, is um, she's basically afraid. Of the boy blunder, <laughs> and the boy blunder would be Pete Buttigieg. Judge, and uh, and look, I got to give credit. I a fellow radio host uh, came up with the boy blunder, and at least that's where I heard it. And uh, so I'll give him credit. Um, I wish I had thought of that, but I didn't. But my gosh, that's hilarious! And I'm going to refer now to uh, Pete Buttigieg as the boy blunder from now on. So. But uh, but Kamala's afraid of the boy blunder, <laughs> so uh, she wants this one. Look, Kamala actually thinks she can be president, and uh, it, it's quite funny. Uh, as competent as she is, and look, folks, I, I am telling you, you can go back and look at her AG career the, when she was Attorney General of California. You can look at her Senate career. Um, she was always in turmoil. Her office was always in turmoil, and and it was just full of incompetence. Um, She's accusing Biden, the Biden team, of throwing her under the bus. Look, folks, let, don't don't make a mistake. Kamala's so dysfunctional and incompetent that she's making her own bed under the bus. She basically made a bed, got in it under the bus, and now the Biden team's just piling on. They're they're just tucking her in. So when when Kamala's running around, because you're going to hear this, that she's saying the Biden team's throwing her under the bus, not exactly. Kamala crawled under the bus, set up a little bed, and the Biden team's just said, well, all right, we'll, we'll just tuck you in. Because that's what's happening. That's how incompetent she is. And and uh, it, it's, it's quite funny to watch, and it's going to be funny to watch. And if you doubt me on this, look, just, just pay attention to what – when that CNN story broke the other day about, uh, I believe, Sunday night, maybe – when that story broke about how Kamala's mad at the Biden administration, the Kamala team is fighting and accusing the Biden team of, of being racist and, uh, and, and showing favoritism to the gay white man and not to the black woman. Um, you know, this, this was a neat story that done by CNN. And, and, and again, CNN's loyalties are, looks like they're going to be with Kamala, not Biden. So they're ditching Biden because CNN would have never done this story if they didn't think it was going to help Kamala and that's what they're trying to do and uh so when 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 you look at at 
at that story, and then you look at the response that Pasaki, Press Secretary Pasaki, gave. This is how I know I'm right. And and again, folks, look, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And and this is how I know. So if you want some evidence, go look at what Pasaki said. So yesterday, in response to the story, actually Sunday night after that story came out, Pasaki sent out a tweet. And the key thing about this tweet is yes, she said the normal things. Oh, if anyone needs to hear it, Kamala is a partner with, with this administration and a huge leader, important leader, and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's normal. And some of you out there who are not versed in political speak, you may look at that and go, oh, man, the Biden team, they're taking up for Kamala. They're not really mad. They, they, they don't really think she's incompetent. <laughs> no, it's quite the opposite. Not once did Pisaki dispute the CNN story. Not once did she refute the CNN story. Not once did she give a rebuttal to the CNN story. Not once. That is what you need to understand. That's what how you have to read when Democrats give response, when the Biden team gives a response at Kamala being mad and because of a story that came out and they don't disprove the story or they don't take up for Kamala by refuting the story, that that tells you that they're not trying to take up for Kamala because they know she is incompetent and they're trying to distance themselves. Isn't that crazy, folks? When was the last time you saw a, a administration openly trying to distance themselves, a president from his own VP? I mean, this is you just like I said, you just can't make this stuff up. So no one in the Biden team is defending Kamala. And so now Kamala team is going to turn to racism and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. So, so that's what you need to take from that, folks. That's what you need to understand. Uh, look, even Kamala's team's coming out complaining, saying that they're, they're taking the hits for Biden, that Biden's, they're taking the hits. Uh, when it comes to the border, uh, because Biden's giving her the bad jobs. <laughs> I mean, each, like I said, it just it, it is funny. It's sad because we the people are going to bear the brunt of all this mess. But it is funny to watch Kamala Harris go around now complaining that she's taking hits for the Biden administration because she's getting the tough bad jobs like the border or having to answer questions about inflation. Uh, I mean, again, having to answer questions about gas prices, having to answer questions. Why would you shut down another pipeline when gas is reaching four and five dollars a gallon? I mean, folks. She's incompetent. She's she's about as incompetent as the Biden administration is, and and now it's out there for everyone to see. And uh, and all this is happening now because as because what's been happening, what happened in Virginia, what what's what's the Democrats see what's coming in 2022. Now they're starting to fear 2024. And and like I said, Kamala, look, folks, I that's why I'm changing my prediction. I think they're going to try and get Kamala out of the way, and they're probably going to try to get behind Buttigieg. But let's face it, the Democrats have no bench. They have no bench. Who are they going to run? Hillary going to run again? Uh, Pete Buttigieg? This guy is as incompetent as Kamala Harris is. Uh, I, I mean, it's it, it really, really is funny. But uh, – Anyway, I, I want to, you know, before the show ends, I want to, I want to touch on the Kyle um, Rittenhouse um, story. Um, I, you know that trial, the verdict maybe will come today. Um, I can 
I can sum this up real quick, folks. There, there should have never been a trial, and he should be acquitted. Now that there is a trial, he should be acquitted on all charges. Kyle Rittenhouse was not the aggressor here. He was actually defending himself, and and you have a right to self-defense as a United States citizen. Um, but I can sum this up. You know, how many of you knew that the three dudes, the three douchebags that were shot by Kyle, how many of you have you knew that they were white dudes? None of them were black. As you know, I talked about the boxes before. None of these dudes that Kyle shot were from the black box. They're from the evil white box. So the Democrats should have been happy, but but they weren't happy because these white dudes were fighting for oh, let's just say progressive causes. But but none of the guys that he shot were were black. And I bet you most of you didn't know that because the media tried to hide that fact. And not that color should matter. This shouldn't matter. But I'm, if you're playing the game that the media plays and it's all about skin color, then you need to know that none of these victims were black. And the reason I pointed out is because they're trying to use racism and say Kyle's a white supremacist. Biden himself called Kyle a white supremacist, but he didn't shoot anyone black. He shot white people. And let me tell you who, who one of these, one of the guys that, um, that he shot. First of all, let me tell you, the prosecution lied from the beginning. The, the prosecution, one of the charges they brought on him was a firearm charge because they said it was illegal for Kyle to have a rifle. Well, it's not illegal for Kyle to have a rifle because, and everyone saw it during the prosecution's case where they tried to bring this case. Um, it is not illegal for Kyle to have a rifle because in Wisconsin, a 17 year old can have a rifle if it fits certain barrel rules and i'm not going to get in maybe roger will with locked and loaded later but i'm not going to get into the barrel rules but kyle had the proper rifle that he was legally allowed to carry but the prosecution lied the media lied they all lied to you the democrats lied and told you that he shouldn't have that gun that it was illegal and it wasn't so the judge rightfully threw that charge out he threw that charge out yesterday and dismissed that firearm charge so um but but this is this is what what i'm telling you the the disinformation coming out of the democrats they are the kings of disinformation uh and and think about this one of the other things they're trying to use in this case is saying that kyle crossed state lines he crossed state lines with a weapon wait a minute not one word was ever said when BLM and Antifa, when all those people crossed state lines to go burn down Kenosha, that wasn't a crime? But you're telling me that this kid who went to his father's house who lives in Kenosha, you're telling me that he should be punished for crossing state lines? A citizen of this country? It's pretty messed up, folks. So this this case is open and shut, easy to see. It's self-defense. He should be acquitted. And I am out of time. So, folks, stay tuned for Locked and Loaded. That's coming up next with Roger B. And we will be back next week. So you guys have a great week. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.